Welcome to the Do The Woo Podcast, where we talk all things WooCommerce and any e-commerce news that affects you as a Woo user. A big thanks to our sponsor, Ahoy, the perfect way to recover and boost your WooCommerce online store's revenue. Their automated marketing message lets you easily create and fine-tune your message box for increased conversions. The combination of giving you more control over cart abandonment, instant upsells, and targeted cross-sells is any e-commerce site owner's dream come true. I'll be sharing a bit more about Ahoy later in the show. Till then, you can get an exclusive 20% off by going to useahoy.com forward slash bobwp and use the code bobwp and now on to the show hey and we're back do the woo number 32 i'm bob wp and yes brad survived thanksgiving and he's like he's like the most popular co-host in the world so um and he's my favorite one of course right now he's my only one but he is my favorite one so how's it going brad it's going good i did survive the holidays how about you get enough turkey no no turkey i don't eat meat so i it's easy to survive it for me so I, (laughs) i i don't overeat quite as much so yeah it's always a fun time right family uh lots of food yummy desserts treats get to uh I mean, officially kick off the holiday season. I, I kick it off with Halloween, but I know Thanksgiving is also a big, big fun holiday. So it's always good to see the family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So did you put your tree up? I bought a tree and it's up, but there's nothing okay. on it. So it's okay. just like a pine tree in my living room, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which is really depressing looking. So I definitely need to get some stuff on it. Okay, well, let's get on that right after the show. I think that's your, your next step. So <laughs> we'll do <laughs> Well, we have a uh, special guest. Uh, actually, I saw uh, our guest talking on Twitter about a recent anniversary he had where he's currently uh, working. Uh, Mr. Chris Lima. How are you doing, Chris? Good to see you guys. I'm good. Chris has been not on the show yet, and that's what's amazing. So we, you know, I felt that with that three-year anniversary at Liquid Web that this was a great time to, oh, we can take a trip back through the last 36 months, month by month or something. I don't know. We'll <laughs> we'll see how detailed we get here. But for those that don't know what you do, Chris, I'm sure there's, you know, maybe a handful out there or something listening. Uh, can you kind of give us a little bit of your background and then we'll, we'll chat into your three years? Sure. So, um, I, uh, I started working on, uh, e-commerce stores in 1997-98 uh after several years of working on the internet already uh, i think i think we launched our first e-commerce store in 97 um and it was you know a, a ridiculous amount of money and a ton of people and we spent like 9 months because authorized.net which was the payment gateway at the time um it had an API that you could call, but it had no, no UI, right? Like literally nothing. So in order to build an e-commerce store, especially if you were going to actually authorize a payment and then wait till you ship something to actually um, uh, take the funds, you had to build all that UI, right? If you wanted to reverse the charge, you had to build the UI. So building this kind of store uh, today, you could build it in about five minutes. Right? 
Um, but back then it was like three people, hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and six to nine months of work. And from then to now, right, I've spent a whole bunch of time building uh, predominantly SaaS companies, uh, mostly focused in the enterprise space. About, I don't know, in 2005, I started working with WordPress and by 2010, got involved in the WordPress community, uh, started working eight years ago with WooCommerce and working with uh, products and companies in the WordPress space and in the WooCommerce space, my my you know goal or my interest uh, after leaving an agency was to think about how do we make WooCommerce more accessible, more available to more people. Um, and part of that dynamic is um, WooCommerce would fall over on the higher ends, right? Brad and and the folks that do serious work with WooCommerce over at, at WebDev know, like you get to this point where things start shaking and rattling, and you go. Mm. We, we, we're going to do something about this, right? Um, and we had done that, right? When I, I worked at a, a, an agency called Crowd Favorite. So we had done that work with a very large store uh, and a couple more. And, and in the midst of that, discovered, you know, in order for WooCommerce to be more acceptable by people who are starting, they have to know that there are larger stores that actually are working too, right? Or else you're just going to say, forget it, I'll go somewhere else. So how do you play that game on both ends, right? How do you build out the larger stores and the infrastructure for larger stores and at the same time, make it super easy for smaller stores? And that's when Liquid Web came over and they started asking for some advice. And I was uh, in between things, spent a lot of time in hot tubs and smoking cigars. And they said, uh, would you join us to help us build a managed WordPress product? And I was like, no, that's boring, <laughs> right? There's 10 other companies that are doing that. Uh, I said, it's interesting because there are a couple problems that people haven't really solved yet, but unless you want to build a managed WooCommerce offering, uh, I'm not interested. And they said, what is a managed WooCommerce offering? I said, oh, here, given this write-up that I'd written up already. And, uh, I said, this is what I've been thinking about doing on my own, but I'd be willing to do it with you. Like, I don't care how we do it. I just think this is some of what needs to happen. And it was taking all that SaaS background and bringing it to WooCommerce, right? So when you think about a SaaS, yes, there are tiers. You can buy different tiers of product, but fundamentally what happens is you pay to get access to the product. Uh, sometimes you even get a free trial to experience the product. You pay to get the product and then you have it, right? If you think about any SaaS uh, that's delivering value, right? You don't sign up for Basecamp. And then after you sign up for Basecamp, they're like, oh, wait, you want to do math? You got to buy a math add-on, right? Wait, you want to send out, you know, an RFP, right? Or you want to track a time? You need to add a time add-on, right? Wh whatever it is, you just buy Basecamp and then it, it comes with everything you need to do the work that you want to do. And a lot of um, SaaS products are like that, right? Um, and sometimes they have features in another plan and you have to move up the plan. Uh, that's a packaging game and strategy. Uh, but we didn't have anything like that in the, Woo in the WooCommerce space. Right? So every single person who started with Woo would experience this dynamic of, first, I have to buy a hosting plan, which asks me questions about what resources I need, which I don't really understand. So how would I know? And then I get it. And then I get WooCommerce. But then I have to go figure out today, even today, years later, right? Um, the most average dynamic that happens across all the hosts is you buy a managed WordPress plan, which gives you WordPress stuff. You add WooCommerce, maybe storefront and an SL cert. And they go, see, we host WooCommerce. And you go, <laughs> right. But what about, what about the rest? 
right? Like, uh, and that's why we see um, SaaS companies like Big Commerce and Shopify doing well uh, because they are stepping into and filling in the gaps of of that e-commerce space. So, I joined Liquid Web three years ago now um, to do that, and uh, we've had the product in the market now for two years. We're getting ready to make some adjustments to it uh, in January, so you'll you'll get even more coolness. Um, but it's been a, a long and crazy and fun three years uh, to be working with them to build out this kind of offering. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a cool platform, um, and I you know I'm definitely one of those people where I, just like both of you, I'm sure once you when people know you work on the internet, you build websites. You're like, oh, I'm going to ask you every question I have, right? So for a lot of friends and family, like, hey, I want to launch a store sell a couple products. Maybe they do something in their spare time. What should, should I use WordPress? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's not as easy as people make it out, especially on the e-commerce side. And I think it validate, you know, goes right back to your point of, you know, all the dots aren't connected. You can, sure, you can go install WordPress, install WooCommerce, and then what? There's this massive configuration game and then figuring out all the various add-ons you may or may not need. Yeah. Like what version of PayPal do I need when there's like 10 of them? Um, you know, we had a client just this last weekend, right? It is it is Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all the crazy week, and their site goes down. I mean, just mm. boom, right? And then, like thirty seconds later, pops right back up, and then goes for an hour, and then comes in. And so our team is looking at, like our our support guys are looking at it. It was, uh, I think, it was actually on Thanksgiving, right? Um, and so I get a text because I happen to know this the merchant, right? And he sends me a text going, "Hey." Uh, your support guys say you should just, I should just move up to the next plan. And of course I'm like, yeah, of course. Like that's what everybody does. They just go, just get more resources. I'm like, that doesn't hold on. Tell me about your throughput. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. So I said, give me a second. So excuse the family, go to the computer, uh, pull up the stuff, quickly do a scan on what, what he has running. Right. We have the ability to look at, you know, what, what's happening here. And, um, he's not using the right PayPal. He's using a different PayPal. He swears to God, this is the official PayPal uh, extension. And it's not. It's the wrong one. And that particular code base is creating timeouts and problems and whatever. <laughs> the site was never going down. I believe it. It was just this one payment gateway. And the payment gateway was was getting locked up and then holding everything and then starting again. And so it made it look like it goes down and goes up while the website was still live. And I just said, do me a favor. Um, go here. Download this. Install this and and configure this here and then turn it on uh and then the rest of the weekend he was fine right and making all sorts of money how is he supposed to know which is the official plugin and which one isn't right yeah um that's the kind of stuff that we go we got to get in there and solve a lot of that and make that uh easy for people so that so that they don't have that drop yeah and i and and you know i love it because now i have a place to send people because obviously i'm a big open source proponent i love wordpress i love woocommerce i love everything about it so to tell people to go use things like shopify never felt right even though for me it was the right recommendation because i didn't want to be the one supporting yeah. how many family members e-commerce sites right <laughs> so but now it's like you know so having something like the managed woocommerce space and that um basically liquid web has created um you know, there is a place we can send people and have the confidence that, hey, even at the small level, you can kind of kick the tires on your idea for a minimal investment. You have some real pros behind you to help you out um, and, and see if it's a viable business, see if it's something that can grow and blossom, if it's something you actually enjoy doing um, versus investing 
well, certainly not 97 amount of hours, but um, a lot of hours to actually build your own store on your own. Um, yeah. So it's it's come a long way. And that's just in, like you said, a couple of years. Yeah. It's amazing. So very cool. I'm curious because, you know, another question I have, um, obviously, you, you said you had a plan. This is stuff you, you have experience working this for a couple of decades now. Um, so going into this, I'm sure you had a lot of expectations about some of the challenges and stuff you'd be up against. Um, I'm wondering um, to flip that around a little bit. What are some things that maybe were unexpected that you came up against that you hadn't really thought about or didn't realize maybe there was a problem that needed to be solved until you started really digging into what you were building and really working with store owners and, and clients? Um, anything unexpected that kind of comes to light that, that you want to talk about? <laughs> so I, I, I'll get in trouble for talking about all the things that were unexpected. I joined a hosting company and then yeah, it was all perfect from day one. I joined I joined a hosting company and then we got into this one part where I went, hey, uh and, and to be clear for anyone listening, this is a story that happened within the first two weeks of my employment and has not been a problem since. <laughs> Disclaimer. Just in case my boss listens to this podcast. But we were we were uh two weeks into launching our managed WordPress platform. And one of our good friends, you all know, Sean Hesketh had his personal site moved over uh, and he brought it over and it was awesome. And then like two, three weeks in his site went down and it was down for several hours. And his text to me was, Hey, do you guys know that the, the site's down? Uh, what have you? Right. And, and uh, I went, uh, no. So I logged into our Slack where we have, a channel that is called critical events. And so if a site is down or whatever, right. And you, mm-hmm. it's amazing how many things can go wrong on a, in a hosting company when you're on the inside that you just don't know when you're on the outside, right? Like uh, network cards fail, power strips fail, server racks fail, uh, um, upgrades, you know, OS upgrades fail. Uh, um, <laughs> the, the vendor that's the uplink, right. Your network coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that fails. And yet you have all these redundancies. So most time you see it pop up and you're like, oh, is that affecting something? And you're like, no, 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 we got it. And they handle it. But I go into that channel and there's nothing there. It's silent. And I'm like, what, what is happening? Like, how come we don't have, how can we not have people scrambling? Like we have, we have a site down and how many sites are down? How do we know? Right. And it turned out nobody had flipped the little switch on monitoring for <laughs> this product. Right. <laughs> So you're two, three weeks in whoops, and you're like, we're a hosting company. Don't you monitor all the things? Right. And, uh, and it's, you, you, you get surprised where you're like, well, did you, did you send a note asking them to turn it on? Or, uh, we were doing malware scanning and I'm like, okay. Um, when we catch malware scanning, this was like in the fourth week, when we catch malware scan, do we send it to someone for me- remediation? They go, yeah. And I go, okay, where does it go? Oh, it goes to that Slack channel. And you go into the Slack channel and you're like, this is cool. It's all right here. It's highlighting. And you're like, who monitors the Slack channel? Crickets, crickets. And you're <laughs> like, what? Right. So a lot of things we learned, were, a lot of the things that I wasn't expecting was just low level being inside a host mm-hmm. and workflow, right? Just making sure that every everything crosses over. So that that was that was the early days where you're like, I didn't realize that we had to do these things to make these things happen. I just thought it was all automatic, right? Um, but more to your point, right? When we started working with stores, um, I'll be honest, I thought a million-dollar WooCommerce store was an anomaly, right? I thought a store that made a million dollars in a year was just not a normal thing. We have 
tens, twenties, uh, double digits into the, I would guess probably into the thirties or forties of stores that do from 5 million to 40 million a year in revenue. On wow. That's awesome. I, I can't even tell you the count on 1 million, right? That's just not big enough for us to catch it. And you go, what? I, like I thought the million dollar store was this anomaly. It's a strange thing. And then you're like, mm. oh no, no, no. We have tons. We have tons of stores doing this, um, which is great news, right? Incredibly surprising and still really great. Um, and then you get into it and realize, okay, it is a function of what's your price point? How many things are people buying? What's your average cart value? Um, how often do you have customers come back? You know, is it recurring? Uh, all these things that you get into to realize, how do we help these stores? Because it's very different taking a, I make $100 a, a week and trying to get them to $1,000 a week. That's a lot of work. Whereas I make, you know, uh, $11,000, you know, a week. And then you go, okay, how do I get you to 20,000 a week? And you go, oh, that's not as hard, right? We got a lot of stuff already going. You got a lot of traffic coming in. You got a lot of sales going on. How do we do little order bumps? How do we do post-purchase sales? How do we do little tweaks to help your revenue grow up um, is easier when you have that flow. If you're unknown and you're not getting traffic in, man, it's harder work, right? Um, I thought we were going to have to spend time on the early front and we ended up having to spend time helping grow good stores that were doing well. I thought we were going to spend a lot of time with store owners. It turns out we spent a lot of time with store builders, right? So both of those pivots were things that I had predicted the opposite way. Um, the, you know, the benefit is, of course, I hold a lot of these ideas. I hold any idea I have pretty loosely in my hand. Like, maybe this will work. Let's try this, right? So you do a lot of experimentation. Um, and so we were able to pivot pretty quickly um, to get ourselves to a different place to be able to serve the people that were coming around and saying, I want to do this. Today's show is brought to you by Ahoy. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Ahoy will take care of both recovered revenue and increased conversions of your WooCommerce store. Creating and controlling the message box is easy. Most importantly, it helps you with those e-commerce conversion hotspots, card abandonment, instant upsells, and targeted cross-sells. They have some really slick reporting features built in to help keep you on top of the game. And of course, excellent customer service. Having written about a lot of e-commerce products around WordPress for a few years now, I can see that Ahoy brings the solutions to the store owner that helps them with the conversions that they need. In fact, I'm positive you'll immediately start seeing an ROI once you have it set up and running. Oh, and how can I forget... Ahoy offers a money-back guarantee if you don't start seeing results in 14 days. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to use ahoy.com forward slash BobWP and use the code BobWP to get 20% off any of their plans. So let's get back to the show. Yeah, and that's, I was just going to say, is that kind of like I was going to ask you in those three years, has there been some pivotal moment that really like you had the epiphany that was like, whoa, you know, we, we hadn't, you know, and it, maybe it's more of you're at a point where you're thinking, okay, we're really starting to nail this. We're really starting to figure this out. Was there any, any moment besides that 
realizing that you know th- this is this is the size of stores that's on here. We need to um, start taking care of these people. There are definitely some things that still surprise me, um, and and I know Brad in the work you guys do that this you you probably have already experienced this, right? Um, it's amazing to me the basics, the basic blocking and tackling. When we talk about email, right, lifecycle emails that customers haven't done or that they're not always inclined to do, right? Uh, and so I was, you know, um, I, I literally, like, I met, I met with these clients and I would go, okay, so tell me what you're doing on the email front. Like you're doing good amount of volume sales or whatever. Uh, oh, we do abandoned cart. I'm like, right, abandoned cart is a good email to send out. That's, you know, people put stuff in their cart and then they don't, they don't follow up, following up with them, right? That's good. What else do you do? What do you mean? Like, what, what else are you doing with email? <laughs> Nothing. So when you have a sale, oh yeah, we sometimes send out an email. When you have a, when you have a, a price change, when you have a, a first time purchase, are you following up with a, a request for a review? Like, like basics, base. And they're like, no, we don't, we don't do any of that. Right. Um, I think my default, and it may have been just because of the customers I was working with and the kind of projects I was working on. Um, that was always one of the first things we did, right? Was let's get your, your email game on point. Um, most customers are terrified of that blank screen, right? Um, they have, is that Lisa behind you? That is a, a special guest. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, <laughs> Wilson. Oh, hey. Hey. You got to talk to the mic, though. I can't hear them. They're in your headphones. You can hear them. <laughs> oh, they're there. <laughs> Hey, guys. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> Don't mean to interrupt or anything. We're supposed to be going out for cheesesteaks. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Speaking of buying on. commerce. That's, that's, that's critical. That's important. You can't delay that. But what, what we discovered, right, was clients would look at that blank screen of, I don't know what to put in this email, and freeze up and then not do it, right? And so a lot of times we come alongside to say, hey, here's some tips. Here's some strategies. Here's some articles. Here's some companies that can help you. Here's some tools. But Really, you're leaving money on the table when you're not automating some of these processes. And that was uh, uh, that was surprising, right? Because I just thought, oh, no, no, though. Like when we first put Jill out um, as a partner and we rolled it out, we thought everybody in the brother is going to turn on every feature, right? Like, why wouldn't you? And then they didn't. And you're like, what what is happening here? Right. And so you'd start getting into the education to help and start figuring out and realizing I'm just scared of writing the wrong thing. And you're like, writing something is better than nothing. Let's help you get over that hurdle. I think a big keyword of that is automation, right? Like I think a lot of people assume it's a very manual process and they need to manually send out every single email that goes out to their customers or lurkers uh, when there's a lot of amazing systems that can automate the majority of those emails that are going out. So it's kind of a set it and sure, analyze it and make tweaks and stuff, but by and large, set it and it does its thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. What I want to know is, all the time you've been involved with the web, was there any time prior to this that you thought, boy, one of these days I want to go work for a host? <laughs> no. <laughs> so so uh, years ago, I, I worked at a company called Crowd Favorite, and um, uh, Alex King was the so, – so Kareem Maruki owned Velo Media. They bought Crowd Favorite. Crowd Favorite had been run by a guy named Alex King. Um, 
And Alex and Kareem came to me. We sat down. It was at a Pressnomics. It was probably one in the morning and we're sitting in a hotel lobby. And they said, we want you to run a hosting company, but we want you to let's go partner with someone to give us the infrastructure. And we want you to run this thing, but just do it for enterprise, right? Like just focus on the really high end. This is before uh, Pagely was doing something like that. And really with a focus towards account management. (laughs) And I, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry, right? Like, there's, there's, I'm not, I'm not a hosting guy. Like there's so much I don't know. Right. Uh, and Alex, <laughs> you know, Alex goes, there's always things we don't know. Right. Are you telling me? And he starts listing off the CEOs of many hosting companies. We all know. Are you saying they all know the same things that you're saying you don't know? Right. Cause I'm like, wow, Kubernetes coming out. We don't know this. And what about this? And you're scaling this. And he's like, you think they all know that? Right. Yeah, you're right. They probably don't, but that's my bar. If I'm going to step in, I need to know something. And, um, and so I just, I just backed away. I was like, nope, I'm just call me a, call me a, a scaredy wimp, but I can't, I, I can't, I can't pull that off. Right. So then years later, I joined a hosting company and I'm in the middle of having conversations about Kubernetes. The first time I heard Kubernetes, I couldn't even spell it. Like, you know how you try and Google something and you can't spell it close enough so that Google even knows what the heck you're talking about. That that was me and Kubernetes <laughs> four, five years, four years ago. Um, and, uh, I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know what this is, but oh, containers. I know what containers are, right? And then you start getting into automation and uh, resizing and all this stuff. And you're like, whoa, there's a world of this that I, and I don't have to know this. I'm trying to do product, right? Above this. And yet so much of product definition is tied to infrastructure. And are you using containers? Are you using VPS? Are you using OpenStack? And, and what features come with it and what don't? Uh, I never imagined I'd be working at host. Um, but this is where we could build that product that I wanted to build the fastest and easiest way. So we said, okay, let's do it. So you mentioned a bit ago or probably at the beginning in 2020, a lot of cool stuff coming and I don't expect you to divulge your secrets and stuff, but are you kind of feeling at the same time? Okay. You're three years into this and I said, tell us your secrets, Chris. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really, really tell all, you know, spill it out but are we are you just at the tip of the iceberg here and because i know you said there's a lot of exciting stuff and you're really looking forward to the future on this yeah so um i don't know a lot of hosts that do free trials right it's just not a thing we do uh and i spent a long time talking with our exec team and our board because uh, there's a financial dynamic to that, right? Whenever you're like, I'm going to allocate resources of infrastructure that have cost, and I'm going to run it for a period of time without charging anyone anything. Also, it turns out that technically, to do something like that, when you're, all your systems are billing systems that say, first I create an account, then I collect money, then I provision hardware. And you're like, well, I want to do it the other way. I want to provision hardware without an account, and then create an account, and then collect money. And they're like, yeah, that's not how it works. I'm like, that's how I need it to work, right? Um, We're playing, we're getting ready to roll out stuff like that. We're getting ready to roll out some new uh, Gutenberg-related, not not just some some, uh, template builders, right? Some easy ways to deploy some new UI for people, right? So that you don't start with a blank page um, that's, you know, WooCommerce-friendly and Gutenberg-friendly and allows you to pick from some of these things. So... Uh, in your onboarding, you don't end up free trialing and having a blank nothing, right? 
um, which is really interesting. Uh, onboarding itself is really interesting stuff. And then um, for the longest time, our WooCommerce plans have been one site only, right? And uh, we're we're going to open up the doors a little bit to let you run multiple stores in a single plan, uh, all of which I think is... We're, we're doing a couple other things, which I can't talk about, but those things I can hint at because we'll see them early in the first quarter. Um, it's just like you're you're just at the beginning of what looks like a WooCommerce SaaS, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been a long, it's, I mean, it's an incredible amount of work and, and a lot of people involved um, to really make some of these things happen. And I just can't, I can't wait for it. Cool. Well, Brad, I, I'm wondering, you know, I had a couple other things here, an article, but I'm, I'm wondering if you're hungry for those cheesesteaks. I'm just, um, I'm thinking about that. I see somebody nodding back there. So, so I think maybe, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll pass on the extra things, uh, just because, um, I don't want there to be violence happening in your <laughs> office there and, and, um, you know, cheesesteak demand. So, but I, I'm glad we got Chris on to at least get a little bit of the history of the three mm -hmm. years and what's going on. I, I did want to add that. Woo 3.9 is in beta right now. It's coming out in early uh, January. And if you go, I'll have a link in the show notes, but if you go there and you do sign up for the beta testing, they have a small kind of survey registration form. You'll be rewarded with a $200 WooCommerce.com coupon. So that is definitely worth uh, making sure your site doesn't blow up, making sure other people's sites don't blow up, and then also getting a little reward. So, so that's good to know. And it actually doesn't say that on there, but I, I found it out another way. And I asked if I could share that on the show and they said, um, please do. So that's uh, one way to get beta testers. Good incentive. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then uh, next um, oh, two weeks from today, we will be uh, having our special um, show with what's happening in 2020. A lot of stuff going on with this podcast and uh, looking forward to that. But it's, so Chris, where, where can people connect with you before we head out here? You can find me at chrislemma.com. You can find me at chrislemma on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on the liquid web website. And we just bought a company called Nexus where we're moving a lot of stuff over there. So you can find me probably over there shortly. Nexus is N-E-X-C-E-S-S.net, so it's spelled a little different um, than when we're talking about e-commerce and merchant and taxing Nexus. Uh, but um, you can also find me on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. Uh, YouTube and LinkedIn, I think, are Mr. Chris Lama. So uh, I'm around all sorts of places. It's hard not to find me online if you search for my name. Uh, I, I create enough content that someone will find me somewhere. Yeah, cool. And I don't think I need to ask what everybody has planned because it's holidays. I know what everybody has planned and nobody wants to really think beyond uh, the end of December right now and, and just enjoy the next month. So we'll kind of leave it at that. How's that sound, Brad? Perfect. Perfect. All right. Go get that cheesesteak and thanks everyone for joining us. See ya. Well, that's a wrap for today. Again, I want to thank Ahoy for their support. From targeted upsells to on-site card abandonment, they have you covered for your WooCommerce store. Head on over to useahoy.com forward slash BobWP and use the code BobWP to get 20% off any of their plans. 
And if you enjoyed the show today, a review or a share is always appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter at Do The Woo Podcast or subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening and make sure and join us again for some Do The Woo.